Good afternoon, this is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. Um, I'm now going to run through um, developments in the market in the last uh, week or two and also talk about our views for coming weeks, coming months. It's 4th of January. Okay, well, equity markets ended last year on a fairly bullish note. Um, over the last week or so of the year, they're up another 1% or so, and today they've opened up another one5 or 2% higher. And I think there's really been a couple of things which have been buoying sentiment over the last couple of weeks or so. The first is that the US uh, finally agreed a fiscal stimulus package worth some 900 billion or 4% of GDP. And this was despite uh, Donald Trump's best attempts to thwart it. And secondly, we've obviously had a Brexit deal, which was reached at the 11th hour. Well, in terms of the Brexit deal, um, it has to be said the market reaction was uh, rather less euphoric than uh, that of Boris Johnson. Um, maybe this was no surprise in that arguably a deal was always you know, much the most likely outcome and it was always going to be pretty limited in scope. Um, and it also has to be said that, you know, the pandemic is clearly a much bigger deal than Brexit at the moment. Still, you have to say the disruption which um, a, no deal would have a no deal would have caused has been avoided. And on the back of this, you know, sterling has bounced a cent or two against the dollar. Um, UK equities have also outperformed other markets a little. And also we've seen, you know, smaller mid-cap stocks within the UK outperform their large uh, cap counterparts. So that's a market reaction. As to the impact on the economy longer term of Brexit and this deal, well, really the hope is that the damage done to the economy from Brexit is rather smaller than that um, being shown by the government's official forecasts, which actually show um, the hit to the economy in the long term being around 4% as a result of Brexit. And obviously, you know, whether um, the damage will be rather less than this will depend on to what extent the UK is able to secure free, free, trade, free trade deals with other countries, and also how successful its uh, forthcoming negotiations are with the EU over the financial sector, because that was actually left out of this deal. Anyway, sort of moving back to markets, um, I think their prospects over the coming year really can be sort of boiled down to three things, um, the virus, the vaccine and policy. And as far as the virus is concerned, particularly in the UK, um, there's no denying it that the news at the moment is bad. Um, Infections are spiralling out of control in the UK and there's clearly the risk that um, other countries will face similar problems as this more contagious mutation spreads to them. Um, but it has to be said, you know, markets seem to be pretty oblivious to this. Um, why are markets oblivious to sort of the fact that um, infections are spiralling out of control, the fact that um, the renewed social distancing measures, lockdown measures mean um, the UK and European economies are almost certainly going to see a double dip in the last quarter of last year and also possibly uh, the first quarter of this year. I think the answer is pretty simple, and that is that their hopes are firmly rested on the prospects of a rapid rollout of vaccines. And the hope is that this will allow a return back towards normality um, from the second quarter onwards. And on the back of this, that you should see a burst of strong growth in the economy. Well, you know, you shouldn't underestimate the logistical issues in terms of securing a rapid uh, rollout of the vaccines, but it has to be said, you know, the Oxford 
Astra vaccine, which is much easier to distribute than the Pfizer one. And, you know, this is now actually been started to be rolled out already in the UK. Um, the fact that this is now available does make a sort of timeline of, you know, maybe up to 50% of the population in the developed world being vaccinated by the second quarter, much more plausible than it was. Um, so I think, you know, where this leaves us is that unless, you know, this kind of rollout um, over the next few months, which should see sort of up to 50% of the population vaccinated by sort of middle of the year, unless it's, it's called into seriously into question, and I don't mean just by a few weeks or so, um, unless it's called seriously into question, then markets should remain pretty well supported, even though short term, the UK and European economies are heading in the wrong direction. And the reason why I think um, this disconnect, as it were, between, um, how should I put it, between Main Street and Wall Street, well, that's the way they put it in the States, the fact that the economy is heading in one direction and the market's heading in another direction, why this should be sustainable is because of um, continued policy support. And there's really two elements to this. The first is fiscal policy. What you need is the government's continue to support the economy over the next few months in order to prevent these new restrict renewed restrictions causing severe economic damage. You've now got a fiscal package in the States and the furlough scheme in the UK has been rolled out until April. So it looks like you've got that. So that should provide significant support in the next few months. Beyond that, um, what is sort of equally critical, at least for the markets, is what the central banks do. And the key here is that they maintain interest rates at their super low levels for the next couple of years. And that is critical for equities because if they keep rates super low, that will limit any rise in bond yields. And what that means is that um, the sort of relatively high equity valuations you've got at the moment, you know, PE ratios are sort of like 20-year highs, these should be sustainable as long as central banks maintain their super easy policy and you don't see a significant rise in bond yields. Anyway, that is our base case that that happens. So even though, you know, if you sort of focus on the daily news, um, it's pretty grim at the moment. Our basic view is that the markets, as it were, will continue to focus on the fact that down the road, in a few months' time, the outlook is looking um, significantly brighter. So I think sort of one way of summing it up at the moment, and this sort of certainly is the view of the markets, is the expression, the darkest hour is just before the dawn. Anyway, on that relatively optimistic note, I'll finish for this week. So as usual, thank you for listening. I'll be back again next week. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice. And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future. And there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.